Time to pull up a chair and talk some Dynasty football. I am your host, J.J. Wenner, and this is the Rider Dynasty podcast presented by Gridiron Ratings. Tonight, we dive into a Dynasty startup mock draft, and with me is my co-host, the content director at Gridiron Ratings, a true Dynasty dork, Dave Heilman. How you doing, Dave? Doing fantastic. Excited to do this mock and uh, whoop up on you guys a little bit. Well, them is fighting words. Uh, also with me, you may know him as the social media Sasquatch, but I call him the best friend a guy can have. What is up, Don Detweiler? What's up, gentlemen? It's good to be back after a little time off here. Getting the sea legs back under you. Can't wait. And finally... Pulling up a chair for the first time on the Rod Pod is a co-host of the Dynasty Dorks Fantasy Football Outfit and sometimes writer for WeKnowFantasy.com, maybe? But you can find him on Twitter, at JFHornets25. It's Justin Farrell. How are you doing, sir? JJ, thanks for the introduction, my friend. Anytime my man Dave rings the bell, I'm going to answer it, so I'm ready to go. You know, I joked around saying that tonight's topic was going to be who is the best-looking, bald-headed gentleman on the pod. <laughs> and God damn it, I would have lost that too. <laughs> Great to have you here, buddy. It is always good to meet new people. Before we jump into the episode, we are giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift Lions jersey. All you need to do is leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you go to the show notes, wherever you're listening to this show or watching the show, you'll find the link to Apple there. And as always, please do all your typical YouTube and podcast things, like, subscribe, leave a comment, follow, all that stuff. It helps us grow and provide you with the content you are looking for. Gentlemen, let's check on the news. Justin, failed Wide receiver Devin Funches has been signed by the Detroit Lions as a tight end. My question to you is, why do teams think that moving a player's position from catching passes to catching passes and blocking makes them a better player? I mean, (laughs) we had this failed experiment with Kelvin Benjamin last year, right? Everybody kind of got a little excited. I was actually surprised to see that Devin Funches is still in the NFL on the NFL radar, but athleticism speaks and I think every time they try they can maybe get something out of a guy they're going to try it so nothing on the fantasy radar but fun to watch do 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 we think it could work uh, anyone no no it's it's the Darren Waller effect so that's what everyone's going for um you got Hakeem Butler made this switch um people are talking about Nikhil Harry's only hope is to make the switch <laughs> JJ Arcega Whiteside made the switch you know, it's going to hit at some point, um, but Darren Waller already hit, so you're probably going to have to see about 100 more guys do it before we see someone else do it. it it's just yeah. – Shouldn't they be scouting like these them. guys, like the, the fallouts from the European Basketball League or somebody there, like try to get your next Antonio Gates? Why are we going for the failed football player? <laughs> I, I'm with you 100%, Justin. I, I don't – like even Darren Waller, when he was in the draft, I know that he was – People talked about him as a wide receiver, but everybody knew he was going to tight end. Like it was sort of talked about a lot when the Ravens drafted him. I just don't know why you would make this pick. If you were uber athletic, they could have just put him in the slot, right? When he got drafted and used him there. I don't know. 
All right. Terry McLaurin is holding out a commander's camp. Still weird to say commanders in hopes of receiving an extension from the team. Now, Coach Ron Rivera has come out and said that he is not going to be traded. Don, is this another case where a promising NFL player gets bogged down by just being drafted by the wrong franchise? It's entirely possible. I mean, it's a franchise that just hasn't been able to find a quarterback to go with him. Due to the new rules and the new CBA adjustments here, he's got to show or it's going to be a fine that they can't pull back. There's no more forgiveness. There's no more, oh, shucks, it's okay. Don't worry about that. Those fines now have to stick, so he's going to start hemorrhaging money. And for a guy on first contract, he's unlikely to do that. Now, they can do what TJ Watt did last year, which is show up, hang out, be around, you know, be good guy. But ultimately, he's going to have to start to play. And really, he's playing for his next gig. Whether it's Washington or not, drafting Jahan Dotson probably tells you it's probably not with the commanders. They'd be foolish to let him go, but man, I would love to see him on another roster. Are there any other rosters? I, I Somebody asked this on Twitter the other day. Where would we like Terry McLaurin to land? That would just make us ooh, all warm inside, Justin. Ooh. I mean, my guy is Keenan Allen. I don't ever want him to take a Chargers jersey off, but he's getting up there in age. So Keenan walks and McLaurin was to go. And we put McLaurin in L.A. with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. I would be very happy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't sneeze at that. Don, what was your thought? Chicago. Mm. My old hometown. I would love to see Chicago get a wide receiver. I mean, besides Vellis Jones. Do you know he's almost as old as me? Little known fact. I don't know if anybody <laughs> talks about his age. Shocking. All right, Dave, the Rams are optimistic about re-signing Odell Beckham Jr. for the upcoming season. Two-part question for you. One, does Odell play for more than six games? Uh, does Odell Beckham play for more than six games? Regular season, six Regular games? season, six games. Six games that would matter to a fantasy football player. No. Uh, no. Um, yeah, And even then, like, even if he gets back after eight weeks, you're getting six weeks and then your fantasy playoffs. Um, I just don't think he's someone – this is worse than some – like you don't really want to get players that are suspended. You know, we do it all the time. We buy the dip on a suspended player or someone that's holding out and then it doesn't work out. This is even worse. So um, the price is maybe appealing, but six games is – it's tough. I don't, I don't see it happening. Anybody else have a better feeling about it? Anybody looking positively at this? No, nope. I'm a negative Nancy, so don't look at me. All yeah, right. He's 11, uh, he'd be 11 months removed in January from an ACL. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's rough. Tough, I don't right? know that he plays, honestly. I think it's – he's well, a I decoy. Know, and you brought up when we were chatting before the show about J.K. Dobbins. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is a year out. Right. I mean, not right now, but he'll be a year out at the start of uh, what week three. I think a training camp is when he tore his ACL right yep. around there. So, I mean, if he is like people are questioning whether or not he's going to be ready for the start of the season, OBJ is a long way off. I, mean, I think Robert Woods is at nine months. I feel like the last time I checked it and he was, okay. you know, he's on a, in a brace and he's running around in OTAs. But, you know, that's not full contact. I mean. Nine months puts Odell in December. That's that's tough. 
especially for a guy whose game's totally predicated on elite route running and just burst speed. That's really difficult. Yeah. Unlike my game, which was just predicated on nothing. (laughs) Um, Nothing elite. All right, gentlemen, enough with that. Let's get to the main topic. Now, last week, we welcomed Jake from Jake's F Football and Gary from Gridiron onto the show for discussion about IDP draft strategy for your mixed leagues. I had mentioned that IDP is like the third rail of fantasy football. This week, there's been a lot of fighting, uh, a lot of people throwing shots at each other uh, on fantasy Twitter. IDP never fails to live up to that. But if you missed the episode, please check it out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your information. Tonight, we go back to Rider Dynasty Roots with a Dynasty Startup mock draft. I am going to pass off to my friend Dave, who is going to introduce the draft. Yeah, so, you know, your drafts are right around the corner. If you're not, you're probably in one right now. It's Dynasty season. And with your drafts, we want to be able to to show you some different strategies as well as kind of show you guys where people are going right now based on not only our rankings, but what's going on with the consensus. So we're going to do a super flex dynasty startup. It's got three receivers, one flex, one super flex. We're doing a short bench because this is not a two hour show. Um, And we will give you some analysis during the picks to let you know what's going on. If you feel like we made the wrong pick, let us know. Let us know in the comments. If you feel like we made the right pick, let us know in the comments. And obviously at the end, we're all going to get graded and we're all going to get A pluses. Not everybody can get an A plus. Don and I are both teachers. We know this. (laughs) Well, whenever you're ready, JJ, I, I think I can make my pick. All right, you are ready. So whenever you are ready with pick number one, what we did is we set it up so that we are picking at one, four, eight, and 12, just to give you an overall feeling of the different areas of the draft and what's available when you pick. Dave has the one, one. Good luck, sir. Yeah, so in this, uh, it's super flex. So obviously uh, quarterbacks are, are, are higher. Um, and you know, you still have Jamar Chase as a potential suggested pick, even though it's 0%, Jonathan Taylor, 7%, 21% Patrick Mahomes. And my selection, I'm going to agree with the experts and go Josh Allen, who is my pick right here over Patrick Mahomes and Jonathan Taylor. Can't argue with Josh Allen. Everybody loves him. Uh, now everybody loves him. Didn't really like him in the beginning, but everybody has come around. Following Josh Allen, we saw uh, Jonathan Taylor, followed by Pat Mahomes. Justin, you're on the clock at 1-4. Yeah, so this actually fell exactly how I wanted it to fall. Um, I'm going to pick take a homer pick here and take Justin Herbert, but I definitely want to you know point out I'm kind of a, a dynasty newbie compared to these guys on this pod. I've been doing dynasty for about two or three, only two or three years, and I typically just like to give, you know, some advice for folks that are doing a startup. Like usually if you're in a super flex, you're doing it for the first time. You want to look quarterback when you're earlier in the draft is usually my strategy. And then I'm going to look at potentially because quarterbacks are going to go quick. If you're later in the draft, taking some of that high end talent and then hoping that you can get some of those young guys later on in the draft to potentially take a, you know, 
grow your team for later on, or if they kind of hit in their rookie seasons, you'll be good. But just wanted to give that nugget of, of people who are just joining into the dynasty uh, landscape. All right. So are you going to make it? You, you got the pick there. There it yep, is. He went with Justin Herbert. All right. We followed up with Justin Jefferson. Then we saw Christian McCaffrey go and Jamar Chase. Mr. Detweiler. So by eight, things kind of change a little bit for you because your most elite quarterbacks are basically gone. You've really got Joe Burrow and stuff left now at the very highest levels and highest tiers. Running back, though, is a position that has such ridiculous scarcity. And at eight, when you've got a guy that's an absolute bell cow and there just are so few of those left, call me Homer all you want. But Najee Harris is the pick here. For the next five years, this guy's going to be high value because the Steelers will feed him the ball. That's the Uh, absolute fact of it. Yeah, I can't argue with Najee there, followed by Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, and Cooper Cup. Now, I went at the end of the draft because this is where I normally like to go. I don't know what strategy I'm going to employ, so I'm going to trust fantasy Oh, see, already I'm not trusting fantasy pros. I'm not taking Javante Williams. Get the heck out of here. Um, not that I don't like Javante Williams, North Carolina back. I like his brother back, Michael Carter, a little bit better, only because he's on my beloved Jets. So what do I do? Well, you know what? I'm going to go unicorn hunting. I don't think you're allowed to go unicorn hunting, but I'm going to go do it. So I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. I know this isn't tight end premium, but I'm getting a top five wide receiver and putting him in my tight end position. I think that gives me enough of an advantage um, over my other teammates, my league mates, that is going to give me the edge I am looking for. Now, I'm following that up with definitely a quarterback. I think a lot of what Justin said, You know, you don't want to leave these first two rounds without one. If I don't pick a quarterback here, it might be quite a while before I see the an opportunity again. I'm going with Lamar Jackson, another unicorn at the position. Uh, He's had the best season of any quarterback ever. Um, He's a few years removed. I think we're going to see his running take an uptick this year. They invested heavily in that offensive line. Uh, They brought in a good veteran Morgan Moses. I love that guy. I'm look, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson here and be happy that I have a top three uh, quarterback. The potential is definitely there for him to be a top three quarterback. Again, ideally he'll get a little better with throwing the rock. He'll definitely get the rushing cut touches and he'll definitely get the rushing touchdowns, which is something you just don't see with the rest of the quarterback crew. All right. So following up my pick, Uh, Before Don picks his, we have Javante Williams from Denver, followed by Derrick Henry from Tennessee, and then Debo Samuel from San Francisco going at two for Don. What are you going to do next? So you're absolutely right when you guys said that you want to get a quarterback coming out of the first two rounds. And I'm lucky enough that Joe Burrow is sitting there. Youth, super talent around him, and a team that spent all kinds of work investing in the offensive line. I'll take Joe Burrow here and be happy I could get him in the second. All right. So you go with Joe Burrow going with an uh, AFC North stack, Najee, then Burrow. We have Cook following up, Deshaun Watson. 
I don't know if I would have picked that computer. <laughs> Followed by Saquon Barkley. Um, that leads us to you, Justin. Yeah, so I'm catching I'm catching some picks falling that I really like on my board. CeeDee Lamb has been my number one wide receiver in Dynasty for the last two years. Um, last year he, you know, he performed pretty well. Obviously, some folks have AJ Brown, some other folks have obviously Jamar Chase at this point. But uh, CeeDee Lamb is still my number one wide receiver for Dynasty, and he's going to be the main show in town this year in Dallas. So CD Lamb's the pick. CD Lamb, one of my favorite wide receivers. Uh, following CD, we saw AJ Brown go, Joe Mixon. Ooh, those are two good players. What are you going to do, Dave? Yeah, so um, definitely saw boom, boom, boom. The guys that I was looking at right there. Um, really tough to see uh, to see those guys go. Um, but I am going to go with another quarterback just because it's going to be so long before I'm able to get another one, and I can just stop and not worry about quarterbacks for a little while. So I'm going to take Mr. Kyler Murray, who just got teamed up with his best bud, Mr. Hollywood Brown. Do you want to recap the second round, or do you want me to go with my pick here? Uh, let's recap the second round. We saw the second round start with a brilliant pick of Lamar Jackson, followed by Javante Williams, Derrick Henry, Debo Samuel, a so-so pick of Joe Burrow, followed by Dalvin Cook, Deshaun Watson, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, uh, A.J. Brown, Joe Mixon, and finally, Kyler Murray. And so they here... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Dave, your boy Saquon is starting to like really get interesting for me, man. I'm, I don't know how you're feeling. What are you hearing? Yeah. So with Saquon, I mean, he's on a, he's on a contract year. Um, he's someone that's on the second year of uh, following ACL injury. The injury last year, you know, that's not something that's supposed to be lingering. It was just a freak, you know, stepped on someone's foot um, when he was just finally starting to heat up. So the improvements on the offensive line, the improvements on the play calling, um, you know, am I thinking Saquon's going to be back to the top five back? No, but I think he's going to be much better than we've seen recently. And, you know, in the second round, you're not, you kind of paying, paying a premium there, but you know, again, this is super flex. Um, if, if you're getting him as your, your RB one, I just would say you probably need to get some insurance there just in case, um, because of what's going on, but I'm very comfortable with him, um, being a guy that can get top 12 production based on the fact that you, you want someone that's going to have volume and this offense does not have a running back behind Saquon Barkley. He's going to get 60 to 80, if not a hundred more touches than all these other guys. If, you know, if we're projecting out a 16 game season and it, it's hard to ignore that, even if he's inefficient, we saw it with Najee. Najee was super inefficient last year. He did not play well, but because of the volume, it, 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 you know, obviously produced and only had 30 goal line touches. So the whole has to be on a good offense. That doesn't matter either. So I will make my pick here. And this one is for you, JJ. Brees Hall. Let's go. Absolutely. Love that pick of Brees Hall. Um, he's going to do well, even though Michael Carter is still going to get his fair share of touches. But Brees Hall behind a new and revamped offensive line, run first team, especially because Zach Wilson sucks. Um, they have no choice. So he's definitely going to see his fair share. I'm vamping 
to give Justin a few seconds to make his pick or decide who he's going to pick. Uh, Brees was followed by Stefan Diggs from Buffalo and Devontae Adams in his new home in the desert. Justin, you are on the clock at 3.04. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and, and get some – make sure I go across the, the entire spectrum for my roster here as this fell right in my lap with Nick Chubb. He's still a younger running back. He's on his rookie deal. You've got Kareem Hunt, who's still in Cleveland, but it's probably going to be an offense that Deshaun Watson is not going to be a part of. And if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm not stepping between the lines for Cleveland ever again in my career. So – you got Jacoby Brissett coming in. It's going to be a run heavy with Stefanski. So going Nick Chubb here at the with the 304. All right. So Nick Chubb goes off the board, followed by oh, a little tight end run. Mark Andrews, followed by Travis Kelsey and his former running mate, Tyreek Hill. Mr. Detweiler. So we got a couple options here. There's still a couple good quarterbacks before that well completely dries up. Thus far in my roster, I've got a really good running back in my mind and a pretty solid quarterback with upside potential. There's two ways to go. You can start filling out the wide receivers or you can try and make sure that you get both of your backs before the backs are gone, and that's what I'm going to do with Alvin Kamara popping on the board here. All right. It's a strong okay. Saints offense. He did very well with literal nothing at quarterback. We'll see what happens now that they have at least a name guy at quarterback. Any worry about a suspension on, with Alvin Kamara? I haven't heard any more on that. I'm very worried personally. Um, I'm avoiding Alvin Kamara in my drafts, um, anything redraft or startup related. Uh, supposedly there is a video out there of him stomping on somebody. If that video hits, I mean, that's usually the thing, right? It's There's a right. video of it. So I'm nervous, personally. But it's still a value, and you can't really argue with the value. Absolutely. Uh, much like, yeah. So then we see J.K. Dobbins go off the board, followed by D.K. Metcalf and T. Higgins. A lot of monosyllabic names. And initials. All right. JKDKT. <laughs> Where am I going to go? Well, I'm going to go to the suggestions because I am easily pliable by pros. Yeah. Once again, I, I don't think I'm really going to go with what they say. Um, Waddle, I'm unsure of. I, I think he's a great talent. I think he's going to outproduce Tyreek this year. Oh, you know. God, is this it that bomb? This is tough. So I'm going to make this easier for myself. I'm going to take Dak Prescott first. I always go with Dak. I love Dak Prescott. Um, I think it's going to be a high-powered offense. It's going to be a high-scoring offense. So I'm going to take my second quarterback to pair with Lamar and be happy. So there anyone he else, goes. Anyone else surprised with how few quarterbacks are off the board at this point? When I'm doing a sleeper and I don't get two quarterbacks in the first four rounds, I'm usually picking like Mac Jones or Davis Mills. This yep. is a little different. I think this goes back a little bit, Dave, to what um, we were talking about with Doug Orth when he was saying in, in drafts where you have, I forget what the phrase he used was, but where people know what they're doing and don't necessarily just follow ADP. 
you get more independent-minded. That's what he said. He called them independent minds. So I think when you're using a mock draft tool like Fantasy Pros is built, they're going off their own data and not necessarily ADP. So I think that's when you see some value definitely dropping down. Um, Man, I am not happy with anything that sits in front of me. Do you want to recap this and give me some time to think? Oh, you can't recap unless I put it up on the board. No, I can, see it. I can see it right here. So we can recap round three. Um, Brees Hall at 301, Stephon Diggs 302, Devontae Adams at 303. I personally was really thinking about Joe Mixon or CeeDee Lamb there, and they both went boom, boom, and it put me in a little bit of a tailspin. I didn't want to take the older receivers, and receivers are so deep. I got Nick Chubb at 304, Mark Andrews and, and Travis Kelsey back-to-back, but Andrews was the second tight end off the board. Then you had Tyreek Hill 307, Alvin Kamara 308, J.K. Dobbins 309, D- D.K. Metcalf 310, T. Higgins 311, and then we had Dak Prescott to Team J.J. at the 312. So to give J.J. a little more time, I do, I'd do. i like to get your thoughts, guys. So at my pick at 304, I had Nick Chubb in a queue, and I had Tyreek Hill. Now, already having C.D. Lamb, I've got youth in the wide receiver room. I like the unicorn conversation that J.J. talked about earlier and the fact that McDaniels is coming into Miami, so he's going to use Tyreek's athleticism. But in Dynasty, I am a little bit hesitant with Tyreek. He's 28. His thing is speed. So what do you think? The I'll numbers do dic- go ahead. Go ahead, Don. The numbers do dic- do show that he slowed down slightly last year, and that that's inevitable. Your father time comes for everyone. However, before he even catches back to the pack, he was so far ahead that before <laughs> he's of average speed, you're looking at at least three good years here. And with a very creative offensive mind, and now a bunch of other wide receivers, to me, the bigger question with him is timeshare and target share, as opposed to his diminishing abilities. Well, thank you for giving me that time. Uh, You have convinced me to go with uh, a QB one, not the QB one, but a QB one. It's a main target, Jalen Waddle. I think two is going to make a definite step up only because when you're able to throw a five yard pass and have the guy run it for 50, it helps your stats a lot. So I'm going to go with Waddle. Damn you fantasy pros. You have convinced me to do what you wanted me to do. All right, back to the draft board. After Waddle goes off the board, we see Cam Akers, George Kittle, and Russell Wilson go. Mr. Detweiler. Darn you, robot. Two running backs, one quarterback. Where are you going? Darn you, robot. Because Russ Wilson was going to be the guy I wanted here. As I was going to stack an established quarterback with my younger guy in Burrow. And now I got to go back to the drawing board a little bit. At this point, talent pools are starting to, to get a little different. We're not getting our highest end potential players that we had at other spots. It's not outside the realm of possibility to go with high end running back. Those are diminishing. Oh, wide receiver. Uh, the yeah. robot, the robot just put a pew pew sniper in the uh, group chat. There, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he totally. The robot totally did. Oof. Well, I, I think am I'm very gonna, upset. While Don is thinking, I'm going to share the fact that looking at my roster, I realize I'm going zero RB. 
<laughs> not something I often do. And I'm very uncomfortable right now. Luckily, well, I have 87 picks before I go again. So well, I'm I, sure. I, an- I answered a question earlier about, you know, draft strategy and super flex and, and one quarterback are way different for me because it is so much easier to go early tight end. And I'll tell everyone you should go early tight end and get your pets, get your, you know, Andrews, Kelsey, but it, you, it's really hard to do in super flex. It very much is. And in a spot where I don't really like any of my options all the way around, I'm going to take a flyer and that flyer is going to be Trey Lance. I'm going to take a guy that could very much blow up in my face or blow up all over the score sheet because of the rushing upside. So here it comes. Remember, you don't always have to be an excellent quarterback to be an excellent fantasy quarterback. Well, that is true. And I, I could sense your apprehension in making that pick. I've recently traded Trey Lance away from a dynasty roster after one year. Um, cause I'm not willing to take that risk. All right. We had Trey Lance followed by Lenny Fournette, followed by Jalen Hurts. I like that pick followed by DJ Moore. Justin, what are you looking at doing right now? All Justin right. has Justin Herbert, <clears throat> Speedy Lamb and Nick Chubb. So I got sniped by the computer here because I was going to go Jalen Hurts. I've already got Justin Herbert in the in the dugout, and he's ready to go. And Jalen Hurts maybe doesn't have a future in Philly, but I think after they put some investment into A.J. Brown, he actually probably has a couple of years unless he flounders this year. So damn computer. Um, so that kind of resets me a little bit. So I'm looking at some of the options we have. And I think that I'm going to go wide receiver because we're three wide receiver with a flex option. I want to be deep in that area. I actually am pretty high on this guy and I've actually slept on him for the first few years of his career, but I'm pretty high on Michael Pittman Jr. Oh no. (laughs) So coming in, we'll get mad at that. That's an awesome pick. Coming in with Um, Michael Pittman and they're adding, uh, adding Matt Ryan to that offense. I think he's going to continue to be a big body guy. He's, you know, he's not Julio Jones, but he can be Julio Jones light for Matt Ryan. Man, Michael Pittman was followed up by Aaron Jones and Deontay Johnson and the tears of Dave Heilman. <laughs> yeah, I was 100 um, percent really excited about that pick right there. Um, this throws me for for a bit of a loop with what's on the board. Um. Yeah, this definitely throws me for a loop. I was it was eyeing up Pittman. Um, I don't want to go down too far down the board, but I'm I think I'm going to. Um, I just got to find him because I'm gonna have to scroll down a little bit. That's why there's the search bar. That's when you know you're drafting well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna start off here, and um, I'm gonna take another. Um, another running back. I'm going to go with a young running back. Um, I do really like Travis Etienne um, and what he's able to do. Um, and here, I'm going to play the I'm going to play the ADP game and see and see how this comes up. And right now, I'm picking between Chris Godwin and a guy we talked about a lot you know, earlier, and that's Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin is in a situation where there's, you know, it's kind of scary. You don't know what's going to happen here. 
Chris Godwin, you don't know if he's going to even be ready to go to start the season. So it's not shaping up the way I would like to. And I wish I would have take a, uh, I wish I would have taken a quarterback this round. Cause I would take Stafford here and I would have been able to get a better receiver last round. So I'm definitely having some regrets. I'm going to take Terry because he is healthier than Chris Godwin. Don't love it, but that's where we're at. All right. So scary Terry is followed by Antonio Gibson and David Montgomery. Man, are these running backs flying off the board, scaring me for who was going to be my RB1 in about five minutes. Justin. Yeah, so Dave, you got me back right there because I was looking Terry McCorn to, to round out the wide receiver room. And then, of course, the computer sniped me again with David Montgomery. I'm actually pretty high on on, D, on Monty this season with what's coming out early on. Um, let's see here. Now I've got a pivot. Hmm. So I've been starting to look at this guy more and more, and I typically have stayed away from him in recent drafts. And this is not an age thing now. I think I've got enough youth on my roster. So I'm going to round out those receivers because I think in PPR that's super valuable. And I'm going with Mike Evans. Obviously, Godwin is still coming off of his injury. Mike Evans has had about a 12% TD um, percentage coming in with with the last two seasons of Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's not going to go out on his ass. So I think Mike Evans continues to get it done for you. Solid, solid pick. You talk about a guy who's killing it to start his career. I mean, banger after banger, season after season since his rookie year. I can't argue with that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, followed by Keenan Allen, who we talked about a little bit earlier, and Justin Fields. Mr. Detweiler. So I'm kind of stuck here in that I do not have a wide receiver yet. And while you kind of get into that mush where guys are pretty even, you still want to have a foundation and you still want to have some guys that you can build around and expect to be pretty darn good. So I'm going to take a guy that is stepping into what might very well be the only wide receiver spot that matters here in Baltimore in Rashad Bateman, because I think he's going to take the Hollywood role and all of those targets as really the only established wide receiver in the house. So here we go. Mr. Bateman, come on down. All right. Young Mr. Bateman is on your roster, ready to catch a bunch of TDs from my QB one followed by Amari Cooper. Uh, Chris Godwin and Tom Brady at the 5'11. All right. Well, gentlemen, it is running back time. I am not going with Kenneth Walker. Why do you do this to me, fantasy pros? I think we all know what I'm about to do. If you don't know, you might not know me. I think this player is going to have a great season. I think he's going to have a bounce back season. I think he's going to be the goal line back of one of the top offenses in the league. I'm going with Zeke and I don't care what anybody says. You can sleep on him all you want. All he did was finish as an RB one last year injured. I'll take a healthier version of him and you can take your Tony Pollard shares and pound it. Cause that guy is not the player that Zeke is. I love it. I, I, I'm hoping Zeke stays at his current ADP in a lot of leagues that I'm in because I, no I'm question everywhere. 
Now what the hell do I do? All right. So got Zeke. Looking at my roster so far, I have Lamar Jackson, Zeke, Waddle, Pitts, and Prescott. That's a mixture of youth, experience, and some very good talent. I'm going to go with another – what am I going to go with here? I think I'm going to go with another wide receiver. I'm going to go with a wide receiver who I think is in line. Ooh. Oh, oh, they put a jet right in front of me. Put a jet in front of me. As you can tell by my uh, Jad Pennington little bobblehead behind me, I'm a, I'm a fan of the team. I talk about them all the time. So I am definitely going to go with Jerry Judy here um, because I am a Jets fan, and I know only sadness comes from taking Jets. So taking Jerry Judy, here we go. Well, I feel pretty good about that pick. Um Actually, didn't hurt my soul at all, like most of my picks do. Follow. Oh, there goes Stafford. Sorry, he's gone, buddy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence went, and then Hunter Renfro. You know, Cooper Cup, because he's white. I love that Twitter argument this week. That was fun. Um, so now, Don, you are on the clock looking at your roster. You have two running backs, two quarterbacks, and one wide receiver. Where are you going? So it's totally reasonable to look at the running backs again. Unfortunately, though, when you look there, you get scared and they're just not so good. So you run away. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow my exact thought process from last time and look for a guy who is replacing someone who had all the targets. So I'm going to go to Tennessee with Traylon Burks and I'm going to chase all those targets that one A.J. Brown vacated because they replaced it with what's left of Bobby Trees. And nothing. So here we go. Hope he catches a few. Yeah, it's a definite YOLO pick. Um, I don't know. I'm getting like the asthma treatment is reminding me of the chase drops argument from last year. I don't know if it's all just noise. I'm mm -hmm. interested to see what he can do with Tannehill. Um, let's follow that up. Josh Jacobs went off the board, followed by Mike Williams. And Hollywood Brown in his new home with Kyler Murray. Justin, looking at your build so far, you still only have one QB. I like your confidence. You have Nick Chubb as your anchor running back. Solid core, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, and Mike Evans as your three wide receivers. That's a that's a daunting crew to go up against. Where are you going in the sixth round? Yeah, so I would love to take another running back here to round out the room, but I'm actually pretty surprised that the quarterbacks have fallen in this super flex draft the way they have. And to get this guy in the sixth round, who I'm actually pretty high on in any format this year, even though it hurts my Chargers fandom, I'm going with the $40 million man in Derek Carr out in Las Vegas. Got the new coach coming over, and I'm blanking on his name. Josh McDaniel is coming over from New England. He's going to need to show better than he did the last time he was in Denver as a head coach. And so I think that team is going to pass a lot um, and they're going to have to keep up with the AFC West. So there's going to be a lot of score. All right. Derek Carr, love that pick. Uh, I was lucky enough to get him in a, a 16 team. Uh, it's actually 96 team league for a late first. It was like pick 194. Um of the first round last year. So I was happy to get him. Elijah Moore went off the board. Good for you, Elijah. Followed by Devonta Smith. 
Now, Dave, you are sitting there with two great young QBs, two great young running backs, middle-aged wide receiver. Where are you going next? I'm thinking wide receiver here. Yeah, so I played the ADP game. You know, when you do your rankings, you you rank them, you know, just your linear rankings are just in a vacuum. You don't have a team. You rank them as it is. But at the end of the day, you, you do want to look at value. And so I was hoping to get either Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, or Rashad Bateman to come back to me here. Almost made it on, on Hollywood because that would have paired him up with, with Kyler Murray to give me a little bit of a stack there. So if you could recap this round for me, and then I will make my pick. Absolutely. So in the sixth round, we have started off by the fantastic pick of Jerry Judy by myself, uh, followed by Matthew Stafford and Trevor Lawrence. Then we had two wide receivers with Hunter Renfro and Traylon Burks. Josh Jacobs came next. At 6'7", we saw Mike Williams, followed by Marquise Brown. Justin went ahead and took Derek Carr at 6'9". Elijah Moore and Devonta Smith followed with 6'10 and 6'11". And at 6'12", we have... Oh, Drake London. It is Dynasty. And so Drake London... Um, you know, he's he's moved into the 101 spot for me as far as the the receivers, the wide receiver one spot. And at the least, he's the most valuable when I've done any trade polls, when I've done any type of, of questions. He is the clear cut, most valuable receiver. So if I've you know, at the end of the day, team eight is a rebuilder and I'm looking to make some moves. That's where I can go. All right. And I'm going to pair that with a running back. My son is not happy with any of the stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> Listen, um, I go by his ranking, so I'm not going to argue with him. We're going to take a, a second to say Ken Walker is Ken Walker. He does not go by Kenneth anymore, if you guys didn't know that. Oh. He graduated. He, he is Ken Walker, and I'm going to take Ken Walker to go with some rookies. All right. So Ken Walker goes off the board, called a man by his name, followed by Tua Tagovailoa. TJ Hawkinson, uh, top five tight ends are off the board at this point. Justin, what are you looking at at seven four? You have a pretty, pretty solid roster. Only one running back with Nick Chubb, no tight ends as of yet. What are you going to do here? Yeah, so I would love to go Darnell Mooney here because I just love loading up on wide receivers in PPR, and I think he's getting a good rapport with Justin Fields, so I think he's going to stick around. He's a young guy. However, because I need to round that roster out, I do want to think about that, and the running back room is drying up fast. So I don't really love the pick, but you can't really shy away from someone with double-digit touchdowns last year, and that is James Conner. So, yes, they brought in Damian Williams. I do believe that James Conner will still be the goal back. He'll still be the main guy in that room. And you've got a high-powered offense that usually scores a lot of points. So they gave him $7 million a year this offseason. They're going to use that $7 million. All right, James Conner goes off the board. Daryl Williams. Williams, sorry. Yeah. Thanks for the catch. Oh, Henry Mudo chimed in in the chat saying Daryl Williams as well. Following James Conner, we saw Elijah Mitchell go, then Cortland Sutton, 
CEH at 707. Don, that leaves you on the clock. Two quarterbacks, two running backs, just went back-to-back wide receiver. So wide receiver talent is coming out of the draft more and more ready every year to just walk right onto the field and be productive and be useful. And when guys are just uber talented and physical specimens, there comes a point where you just can't ignore it. So here we go. JJ, your New York Jet. Oh, I like the pick of Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson is really being hated on because of his landing spot. Um, rightly Absolutely so. Agree. I mean, Zach Wilson is, I don't I'm not going to talk about him. All right. <laughs> After Zach uh, Garrett Wilson goes off at 7.08, we have D-Hop, followed by Kirk Cousins, and Debbie Dirtbag's favorite, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, all right. 7.12. Oh, this is me. This uh, is do you. you. Wanna, uh, Dave, do you want to recap the seventh round as I, as I contemplate? Absolutely. So we start off with Ken Walker. Then we had two attack attack Viola at the 702, TJ Hawkinson, 703, James Conner, 704, Elijah Mitchell, 705, Cortland Sutton at the 706 spot, CEH at 707, Garrett Wilson, 708, DeAndre Hopkins at 709, Kirk Cousins, 710, and Amon Ross St. Brown at 711. Well, much like 711, uh, somebody else who is always open. High five. Thank you. That's a great <laughs> pun. Dad joke for the win. I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney, uh, mainly because of everything that Justin said. Uh, I loved Justin Fields last year. I was hoping and hoping that the Jets would be the ones to draft him um, instead of the other guy. So I'm going to take Mooney here. Besides Komet, I don't know who else they're going to throw to. So Darnell Mooney is my pick. And I'm going to follow that immediately up with the pick of my second wide receiver. Um, I'm sorry, second running back. I'm going to take a quick peek at all the running backs who are left. Do I take Tony Pollard just to make some people happy and show that I don't believe in Zeke? Hell no. I'm going with Quadzilla. That's right. A.J. Dillon is going to come straight from Boston, where I'm going tomorrow on vacation. Uh, so I'm going to go up there and say, hey, Thank you for letting me take him on my mock. I am excited to have one part of that two-headed running back committee in Green Bay. Following that pick, I'll transition nicely. We saw Allen Robinson go. Oh, I love Allen Robinson. We talked about him the other night, Dave. Uh, followed by Devin Singletary and, oh, Dalton Schultz. Uh the IDP tipsters' favorite tight end, Dalton Schultz. Don, now you seem to be picking an order. You went with your quarterbacks, your running backs, two of each, three wide receivers. Is it, it time only... for the tight end? No, it is definitely not time for the tight end. It's not tight end time. Getting there, though. That would be close, but no, not quite just yet. There's still value to be had out here even though we have to probe a little deeper to find it. So I was waiting. I figured you would. Got you. 
it's not often that you go to Philadelphia to hope you find a, a running back that's going to be useful. But at this point in the draft, it's worth taking the flyer on Miles Sanders. The Penn State pride there comes up. Hopefully, we'll finally possess the backfield as he should have years ago. And with any luck here, get me a few touchdowns. We are happy that you took Miles Sanders. Uh, good for him coming off the board. I mean, if they actually give him the carries and he can survive a game healthy, I think he, that's going to be a solid selection for you. Follow that up with Darren Waller, Chris Olave, uh, and Damian Harris. All right. That leaves us on Justin. Justin is staring at his phone, thinking about what he's going to do next. He has probably the most secure lineup from top to bottom so far. Um, all of his starters are secured except for one flex, which I'm sure he's going to find a way to slot in now. Yeah, so sniped by Darren Waller. I didn't think he was going to fall back down, but he was the last tight end I would potentially take here. I don't like Dallas Goddard with all of the pass catchers that are in that offense now and not real sure exactly how much they will pass. So I'm going to go back to the board here, and I've been one of the ones that's tried to be hesitant with the hype, but at this point I'm not going to pass him up. I'm going to take Gabe Davis here and – Stephon Diggs, 28 years old. Gabe Davis taking over the wide receiver two in that offense. It's always going to be pass heavy. He's young. Um, no, not much else to say. I'm not really. I'm not buying Gabe Davis here because he scored four touchdowns in that game. More of just the value of young and offense. You know, when in doubt, always break the tie to the guy on the best offense. Right. I mean, that Buffalo offense is a thing to behold. I'm going to recap and give Dave a little bit of time his pick so we saw that round start with aj Dillon, followed by alan robinson uh, motor singletary dalton schultz and miles sanders by don uh following that was darren waller chris olave damian harris with justin taking gabriel davis uh we then saw two auto picks of michael thomas brandon Ayuk, which leads us to the final pick of the eighth round dave so, yeah, there's a lot of directions I can go here. Um, and with my team build, you know, other than Terry McLaurin, it's a super young team. Uh, the quarterbacks, you know, obviously quarterbacks last a lot longer. Um, and, you know, we want to keep, you know, keep what's going on. But I do think Ken Walker is going to take a little bit before he gets cooking. So I'm going to get Kareem Hunt here, who I think can pitch in. I know we got some stuff going on. Um, he hasn't, you know, they, they – they could trade him, or you know, they just re-signed Ernest jo Johnson. I don't. I think I don't think he's going anywhere. I think you know he, he either gets an extension, possibly gets traded, but I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think you're going to see, um, you know, you, you have a lot more to see from him. And if they have to lean on Brissett for eight games or sixteen games, they're going to use him quite a bit. And, and with Kareem Hunt, I was really impressed when I was looking back at the stats and looking how they used him when even when Nick Chubb was healthy. He was getting 14 touches a game at least. That's 240 touches a year. We hope that Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker and these new guys get that. He's going to get that. And if, if Nick Chubb goes down, I got a top five running back. So um, I'm happy with it. I think he's got some standalone value. And then obviously he's got immense value when it comes to your, um, you know, when it, when it comes down to your, um, you know, handcuff situation. 
And then uh, the experts aren't going to love this pick, but got the young receivers. I'm going to go with old reliable Brandon cooks. I've played the ADP game and lost several times. Not going to mess around this time. Taking my guy. Love Brandon cooks followed by Michael Gallup. Another one of my favorites. Uh, And then Jameis Winston, famous Jameis goes off the board. Justin, what are we looking at? So I feel good about the roster here. So I'm, I'm really taking picks now to fill out some of my dynasty, some of my team for the future. And I'm going to take the chance here and get Jamison Williams in my wide receiver room, stack that up really well. I'm light on running back, but I think I can get some stuff later on in the draft. And that's where, I, where we're headed. Love that pick. I'll tell you what, uh, if you didn't, I would have. <laughs> All right. So we saw JMO go off the board, followed by Tannehill, Pollard and Juju. Mr. Detweiler, where are we going? So I have two older running backs to go with a young running back. I'm going to get my fourth, and I'm going to Buffalo. Come on down, Cook. Here we go. A guy who's going to catch a pile of passes, I hope. A guy who's going to slot right in there into a running back room that really doesn't have an alpha and hopefully solidify that position. He's mobile. He'll fit right in, and he can play well with a very talented quarterback. So here we go. James Cook, let's see what you got. All right, Cook was followed by Sky Moore, Adam Thielen, and Michael Carter. Now, I'm a little confused as what to do. I'm going to click on this little two insights. There's only one wide receipt. Well, he can stay left. I'm not interested in playful. <laughs> there are two tight ends left in Tier 2. Well, they can stay in Tier 2. All right, so I'm going to dismiss that. Thanks, Fantasy Pros. Um, although I do like those updates. I find them very useful. Um, All right. I'm going to go with a running back here. I'm a little bit concerned about my roster overall. Looking at what is left, I'm torn between uh, Chase Edmonds and Rashad Penny. I actually think Penny might do something this year, only because maybe the rotosurgeon was arguing online with somebody today. I know that is shocking. I know that is shocking. But – he ended the year well. We're in the ninth round. I might as well take uh, a dart throw at who could possibly lead that backfield in touches. So I'm going with Rashad Penny. Oh, I love that reassuring click. And I'm going to follow that up. Uh, do you want to recap that last rep? Yes, no problem. All right. So we had Brandon Cooks, the 901. Michael Gallup, 902. Jameis Winston at 903. Jameson Williams at 904. Ryan Tannehill, 905. Tony Pollard, 906. Juju Smith-Schuster at 907. James Cook at 908. Sky Moore at 909. Adam Thielen, 910. Michael Carter at 911. And Rashad Penny to finish the round at 912. Did I lose sound? AJ, no, you're muted. JJ's on mute. Of course I am because <laughs> I coughed and used the mute button for the first time. We'll never do it again. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with Chase Edmonds. Um, Going to double up. I didn't like either Penny or Edmonds, so I might as well take both and hope that one turns out all right. All right. When did Allen Robinson go? Allen Robinson went – 
two rounds ago. Okay. Yeah, computer got him. I completely missed that. Yeah, I like that pick. All right, so once we saw Chase Edmonds and Rashad Penny go, we have Goddard going off the board, followed by Chase Claypool and Rashad White, Tampa Bay rookie. Don, where are we going? You could start it now. Here it comes. The Homer chants are in because it's Pat Fryermuth time. Oh. Look, all humor, all Homer stuff aside, this guy is uber talented. He's a true tight end and with an unstable quarterback situation that's ultimately going to turn over to a young player. Nobody's safer than the tight end. Yeah, love that pick. I love Fryermuth. Um, we see Calvin Ridley going off despite the suspension, followed by Corderell Patterson and Isaiah Spiller seeing a lot of uh, rookies and second-year players starting to go a lot more frequently. Justin, where are we going with the 10-09? Yeah, so I got snuck there by the computer. Rashad White and Isaiah Spiller were definitely on my list there, but I think they left the highest end back up, which potentially he could carve out a role in that offense. And I'm going to go Alexander Madison, get me another back in that in that locker room. Nice pick, sir. Nice pick. Um, I was hoping for Isaiah Spiller, Alexander Madison right here. I really like Isaiah Spiller. I think he could be a real high-value handcuff. But I, I do think that they're going to use him quite a bit. Um, I don't see Austin Eckler getting 20 touchdowns this year and them using him the way they use him on the goal line. Um, Isaiah Spiller fits that Mark Ingram role in that Lombardi offense. And that's really you know what they've been looking for. And Justin Jackson's not built for it. Joshua Kelly's not a good running back. And they got it a little bit out of Kalen Balazs, but Austin Eckler was hurt during that time. So I just I think you can see you know, Eckler being the Camara in that offense. Then you got Spiller being the Ingram in that offense, and him getting ten plus touches you know a week is not out of the realm. Um, I really like that Spiller pick. So um, that leaves me here um, definitely not not where I, I was hoping to be as far as where the running backs are. Dave, why don't you take a second and let me recap quick? Yeah. So we had uh, Chase Edmonds followed by Dallas Goddard and Chase Claypool, uh, Rashad White, Pat Freermuth, Calvin Ridley, Corderell Patterson, Isaiah Spiller, Alexander Madison, uh, went to Justin, Ramondre Stevens, and Noah Fant. Dave, where are we going? Yeah, um, we're still looking here. I'm glad I got a, a longer clock. Um, it, it's not, not, what as did easy. you just say? What did I mishear that? Sorry. Go yeah. on. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so you yeah, need with, to brag with, with this, um, we're going to go with just volume here. Not someone that I, that I, you know, this is a boomer bus pick. Give me Kadarius Tony. He may yeah, just bust you? his hand, but the talent is there. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, as far as someone in this offense, uh, Sterling Shepard has got a late Achilles injury. I don't know where if he even plays, you know, half the season. He's an older uh, older receiver coming off of, uh, you know, coming up on the end of his contract. Um, we'll see what happens with Kenny Galladay. Um, but Kadarius Tony, I know a lot of people want to point to the Cowboys game and say that was it. No, there was more. Um, there was more. The Saints game, he looked really good. And, you know, following the Cowboys game, he, he got six targets in the first drive and then hurt his ankle. Um, you know, this guy's shown flashes, and I know it's not a lot. It's a small sample size, but I'll take the flashes in the, you know, 10th round 
and, and, and try to shoot for some upside. And so for, for my next pick, we're going to go back to the running back well, and we're going to go with – I need more options here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, these are all the options you have. They only give you four options. Um, they do. There we it's go. tough there's, to get more. There's the – yeah, there's – that's much better. I can see more people. Um, we're going to go – we're going to get my tight end here, and we're going to get Cole Komet. There's no one else other than Darnell oh, Mooney. God so um, we're, there's no one other than Darnell Mooney in that <laughs> offense. So I'm going to go with volume there. Man, that's a terrible pick only because I love getting Cole Komet yeah. at the end of these drafts. Of course, he didn't score any TDs. So people like didn't even see what he did last year, right? Like three TDs and we're having a different conversation about Cole Komet. Definitely. I love the guy. Great pick. Followed by James Robinson and, and uh, Daryl Henderson. Justin, where are we going with our 11th round selection? You're muted now. We're taking turns. Sorry. Yeah. So, (laughs) so here I'm still looking to get some depth in the, in the running back room and I'm going to go with Ronald Jones going to Kansas city. Um, Obviously there's not a lot of trust in CEH staying healthy. Uh, I think Ronald Jones will be the guy between the twenties. And if CEH goes down at any point, it's the McKinney. McKinnon and Ronald Jones show, so he should be the goal line guy. All right, we see Rojo go off the board, followed by Melgo. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, uh, or does he just go by Ken now? Ken Gainwell? Um, and Damian Pierce, Houston rookie. Don, where are we going? Well, I'll tell you, the sticky computer got me again because Damian Pierce was where I was looking. I think he can actually be there running back one. Now, bad team running back one, but still. I like that player a lot. So I'm going to double back to a wide receiver who I think is going to be their team's wide receiver too, and that's Alec Pierce from Indianapolis. I liked him in the pre-draft process a lot. I still like him a lot with that landing spot and a high-quality, at least very veteran quarterback coming in can get the most out of a young athletic dude who's taller and faster than people give credit for. We'll see what we do, but betting on youth is not a bad thing at this point in the draft. Absolutely. Dave, can you give me a recap? No problem. All right. So we started out with Cole Komet at 1101, James Robinson, 1102, Daryl Henderson, 1103, Ronald Jones at 1104. Big running back run here. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 1105, Kenneth Gainwell, 1106, Damian Pierce, 1107, Alec Pierce at 1108. Khalil Herbert, 11.09, Jamal Williams, 11.10, and Gus Edwards at the 11.11. Mr. JJ's on the clock. Well, all right. We're in a weird kind of position here. Um, I'm not sure which direction to go with. I think I have enough running backs. I definitely want to wait a little bit. I have four right now, um, which is enough for 13 rounds, I think, uh, with only two starters. Definitely want to go with a wide receiver. Or a quarterback here. This is telling me that Zach Wilson is the number one QB, according to Fantasy Pros at this point, which means I'm not going with a quarterback. So I'm going to look at my wide receivers. For the wide receivers, we see Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, and Robert Woods. Um, You know, I'm not going to scroll down any further than that. So I'm going to be happy to – oh, actually I am. I'm going to scroll down and I'm going to take Jahan Dotson uh, 
just because he's a local kid, went to high school right next door. Then he went to Penn State, picked in the first round to get a first-round talent this late. I'll take it. I'm going with Jahan Dotson. Now I'm going to follow that up um, with another wide receiver. I'm going to go with an old reliable. Um, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be up there. I think it might be Geno Smith. I wouldn't mind that if it happened. Uh, I like X-Jets. So I'm going to take Tyler Lockett here and hopefully that he can put up a, a solid season, so maybe some splash plays to help my team down the stretch and during bye weeks. So Tyler Lockett is my choice. Once Lockett went off the board, we saw J.D. McKissick go, followed by Tyler Algier and Donta Foreman. We have a little bit of a running back run. Don, where are we going? All right. This usually doesn't go with fantasy success, but here we go. Uh, I'm going to Jacksonville, and they thought he was worth all the money, so why shouldn't I? Christian Kirk, come on down. Somebody's got to catch passes from the uber-talented Trevor Lawrence. It might as well be Kirk. Just because he was overpaid doesn't mean he's not good. Don't confuse the two. Uh, so Kirk is followed by Naheem Hines, Raheem Mostert. Daniel Jones goes right before Justin gets the pick. Luckily, that wasn't his pick, so he was not sniped. Justin, who are you going with? So I'm going to go with Russell Gage in Tampa Bay, bring him in. Um, obviously, we know that Mike Evans has, has soft tissue history, and you've got Godwin coming off of an ACL. So uh, that gives you a little bit of insurance there. Love Russell Gage. Just to recap that round quickly, we have Lockett, McKissick, Algier, uh, Foreman and Kirk went to Don, Hines, Mostert, Daniel Jones, Russell Gage uh, goes to Justin, followed by Marlon Mack and Daryl Williams, the aforementioned Daryl Williams. Dave. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the wide receiver one on a pretty solid offense with a very good quarterback. And his name is not Sammy Watkins. It's Alan Lazard. We'll see how this one goes. This is going to be a make or break season. He just signed his restricted tender. It's someone that you can, you can definitely plug in. I don't think it's going to be a wide receiver one on my roster, but it's someone I can plug in while some of the younger guys cook. You know, it's interesting that Aaron Rodgers went in the fifth round. Uh, probably as a top 12 QB, maybe 13. And his first wide receiver goes off the board. His first receiving option goes off the board in the 12th, at the end of the 12th round. That's unless strange. You, unless you buy into Aaron Jones being the leading receiver for the Packers this year. That's a very good point, except for the running backs. And, and I'm totally fine with that. Lazard, if he gets 120, 130 targets, He's done well when he's been on the field. Has he been a monster? No. But he can give you wide receiver two, wide receiver three production on a weekly basis with the volume that, that he's gotten. And he is a, a threat in the red zone. Um, so I, I really, you know, I was pretty pretty psyched to get him there. I know that Fantasy Pros isn't probably going to give me a good grade on that one, but I like it. And then this one right here, uh, we were talking about a little bit in our chat. Um, you know, Miami Dolphins backfield is kind of messy. Kind of is a, is a very light way to put it. 
But I would take Sonny Michelle out of anyone in that group just because his his ability to to play on the goal line um and offer some, you know, three more of a three round, three down skill set than the other guys. All right. So Sony Michelle goes off the board, followed by two rookies from last year, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Justin, who is your, your final pick going to be? Yeah, so I would love, and so I gotta mention them because Dave already brought them up. I would love to take Sammy Watkins here because he's a week one darling and he blows up every year. I'm just waiting on it this season with Aaron Rodgers. He's only good for about one week, so then ship him off afterwards, but that's my guy. Um, But I got to fill out the roster and get a tight end here. Um, He's burned me too many times, so I'm not going to go Evan Ingram, but I do suggest that everyone keep an eye on Evan Ingram throughout camp because he is with, Peterson and Peterson has a good track record with tight ends from his time in Philly. Obviously Ingram has burned everyone. So be cautious, but I'm going to go with the Homer pick to close it out. And I'm going to get Gerald Everett because I think he's got a good chance to be a part of an offense. We've already talked about a lot, but, but two um, 83 uh, vacated targets from Jared Cook last year. And if Gerald Everett becomes a type, a red zone target for Justin Herbert, it could be big for him late in drafts. All right, so Gerald Everett goes off the board. Love that pick, followed by George Pickens, Kenny Pickett. Oh, two Steelers going right before Don picks. Oof. Somebody knows their competition. And then Matt Ryan. Mr. Steeler, who are you going with with your final pick? Well, it hurts my Steelery heart, but here comes a bangle for you. Tyler Boyd is very solid, always has been the wide receiver three, but probably wide receiver two and it stretches here because T Higgins is already coming in with some soft tissue stuff. And realistically, this guy can just catch passes. He's just really talented, works well out of the slot and can play anywhere on that field. They have three excellent wide receivers. And if you can get the last one at this point in the draft, why not? Fantastic. So he goes with Tyler Boyd to recap our final round. We had Sony Michelle, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, followed by Gerald Everett going to Justin, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Ryan. Don took Tyler Boyd, followed by Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, and Chris Carson, leaving me with the final pick. Um, I know exactly where I'm going to go. I don't want to leave a draft without my third QB uh, just to be safe. You know, I took Lamar and Dak early. I'm going to go with somebody who I actually think might be on the upswing, at least in the past week, and Jared Goff. Um, I don't know what he's going to turn out to be, but they surely have surrounded him with a lot of weapons. So I'm interested to see what he can put up with a good running game, uh, solid wide receivers, and maybe a new tight end with Devin Funches coming to town. I'm going to finish my draft with Jared Goff in the 13th round. Look at this guy putting a bow on the whole thing. Ending up where we started. Oh, oh my God. Oh. oh, did they have to show that right away? Well, listen, in a post-pandemic world, a 65 is passing. Um you know, we're not going to hold anybody back. I wasn't very happy with this. What what should I look at? I don't know. Oh, view draft analysis. There you go. I'm a little Let's bit see upset. See how we did. This is this is going to break down yours. Um, you know, I don't know if the other guys can share the screen, but I can definitely share mine. 
Um, this gives you your projected standings and then your individual grades right there. You, you see, you were number 11 out of 12. Th- thanks. I can read that, Dave. Dave, my re- I'm an English teacher. My reading comprehension is good. I was terrible. But, gentlemen, we all were terrible. We all sucked. What we learned is the robot loves itself some robot. Yeah. That is true. If I was grading myself and I was a robot, I would definitely be better to the robots. Uh, looking at your rosters, anything you guys have to say about where you went wrong or where you went right? Well, I can, you and if you click on the actual, I don't know if you can click on the highlighted teams there. Um, I click on the actual now. So for me, I got a C. I got a seventy-three grade. And, you know, looking at my team, I definitely would not have gone as early on my second quarterback as much as I love Kyler Murray. I, it, w- it really threw my entire roster off when I did that. And if I would have known I would have been able to get Matthew Stafford in the sixth or seventh round, that would have easily, easily changed everything. Because Terry McLaurin, I like him. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I, I think those guys are solid. You know, they can give me wide receiver one production, but solid wide receiver two. And then you have Drake London there for some upside, but I really would have liked to not get Kyler Murray and get some a better uh, receiver there. Justin, yeah, I think looking looking at my roster, I actually like how this draft went, but I had to change something. I would have went Zeke instead of Mike Evans in round five to get a little bit better in the running back room, um, and then probably knowing that I got Russell Gage later on in that draft, I didn't think he would fall as far as he did. So um, that was, that's kind of the change that I would look at. Obviously tight end, I probably got knocked on. I was a C plus at 75. So um, tight ends, not that strong. Didn't get a real good grade, but um, I liked our teams better than the robot. So what do I know? I don't know. <laughs> Don, what could you yeah. have done better? I think for me, it's just the, tremendous amount of youth i have i mean so many of my wide receivers are either first or second year players that uh it would have been to my probable benefit to get a a more established wide receiver somewhere in round four or five as opposed to going with youth so early that's a natural flaw in in my style i tend to favor youth particularly in dynasty startups because i'm always focused down the road but the Robot said I got a B minus, so I'll take a B minus. Robot's a dirty liar. Uh, (laughs) So looking at my draft, if I had to do anything, um, knowing how late I think Dave said that the quarterbacks were dropping, I would have waited. I would have waited and gone running back earlier. Um, I might also not have taken Kyle Pitts. I like the idea of that pick more than I like what my roster looks like after I make that pick. And that's something that, as a summary on this, something that you want to do when you're getting ready for a draft is to really take your time and do some mock drafts. See who is falling to your uh, position. Use this Fantasy Pros tool. It is a lot of fun. And try out different strategies from different points in the draft. Right? If you're only in one or two redraft leagues a year, do it. Take the time and see what happens. Because sometimes you think that the zero RB is the best approach, but when you're stuck in the 12th slot, you realize it's not. 
and it's not going to fall the way that you think. Now, Dave was able to pull up, I think, some fantasy. Oh, oh, wow. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. What, what am I looking at here? Yeah, so this is how they came up with my grade. So um, there's people on the right that absolutely hated it. Um, and there's people on the left that absolutely loved it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pretend that everyone's, everyone that was included on here was completely updated. Um, I was hoping that my name would show up because you'd think that I would like my own draft, but I didn't show up on here. Derek Brown was a big fan of my draft, and then all the guys on the right think I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> so that you know, this is a pretty fun way to look at things. Um, I like these individual grades because you get to kind of see and. and Obviously, you know, you're, you're going to like, I listen to a lot of fantasy pros. I listen to a lot of D bro. He likes my draft. Maybe a coincidence. I don't know. But you guys, if you do your fan, you do this, all you do is click on the expert opinions and this pops up and maybe you'll see my name on there. Um, cause I'm part of the ECR. Yeah. For some reason I have nobody on that left column and everybody's on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good sign uh, for those of you listening and not watching uh, on the right are all the negative comments on the left are the positive comments. And my draft was terrible according to everybody, but it is now time for tags where we tell the riders where they can find us and anything that we are working on or final thoughts. Justin, you may go first. Yeah. Again, you can find me at JF Hornets 25. We'll be doing a lot of stuff over with Dave, with the dynasty dorks and we know fantasy. We'll get back into it. That group is full on into golf season right now, but they'll switch over into football here soon. Uh, I appreciate you having me. This was a blast. All right. Thanks for coming on Don. This is so fun. This thing is always great. And this tool in particular is very interesting in that it takes so many expert opinions involved that it may not be a real snapshot of what you're seeing in your draft. So kind of get an idea of who you're playing against and who you're drafting against before you go in. The first couple rounds will tell you that pretty quickly, but be adaptable. Don't just be married to one strategy when you go in. If I can just one thing to add on to Don, when you're using this on Fantasy Pros too, make sure you change your settings so that it fits your scoring in your league because the data behind it actually will follow based on if you're a heavy quarterback scoring league or a heavy wide receiver. It'll it'll shift that a little bit. Yes, that is vital. Make sure you're playing with the right scoring settings. Don't practice incorrectly. Dave. At Dynasty Dorks, uh, whether it's Spotify, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Follow me. Special thanks to Dave for helping to produce the show. Thank you to Don and Justin for coming on. Make sure you are following them on Twitter. Well, not Don because he is nowhere except on this screen right now. <laughs> but Justin, you can find at JFHornets25. You can find me on Twitter at JJ Wenner. Be sure to check out gridironratings.com for all of our content. Check out Getting Defensive tomorrow at 8 p.m. where the crew talks about safety trade targets and tune into the Chop Shop on Saturday with special guest John Macri from PFF coming on board. Next week, the Rod Pod is off. I am on vacation, so I'll miss you all, but I'll catch you the following week. So from all of us to all of you, be safe, be well, and as always, boat drinks, my friends, boat drinks. Good night.